Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to the Church Planner Podcast. Before we started today, wanted to tell you about a really special opportunity. Our friends at the Micro Church Conference put on by Brave Future, um, happening April 18th through the 20th in Kansas City. This is for all of you who are wondering what is a new kind of paradigm for missional church planting and church multiplication through smaller expressions of church, what they call rediscovering the smaller way. It's happening April 18th through the 20th. Kansas City is being hosted by Kansas City Underground. It's going to be a great weekend. And they've given us four free registrations to give away. Normally the price is $90, but we will get you into the conference for free. We have four of those. What you can do to enter is go on our Instagram at Church Planter Podcast. And there you'll find um, a, a DM button. Click that DM button. Send us a DM with your email on it and your name and where you serve. So email, name, where you serve, and you'll be entered to win one of four micro church conference registrations. You just get yourself to Kansas City and uh, you can be there and learn a ton from our friends at Brave Futures. Hope you enjoy the show today. The illustrious Jabba bids you welcome. <laughs> I'm going to regret this. I'm Pete Mitchell. He's Peyton Jones. And this is the Church Planner Podcast, brought to you by Church Planner Magazine. Hello, Pete. This is Nigel. I'm calling. Nigel. I'm calling to do the Church Planter podcast. Are you available? Nigel. That's swell, Pete. I'm really looking forward to the podcast today. Are you? Nigel. Yes, I've sir. I've been waiting. <laughs> I've been waiting. Well, let's just say welcome to the Church Planner Podcast, a little thing that we like to do about once a week for about five years, going on six. You know, we're like over 290 episodes, like we're in the home stretch to number 300. That means, okay, now, fair enough, we had a little... Uh, soiree, a fling, if you will, with like little 20 to 30 minute episodes that we did daily, if you remember. Uh, back when we used to interview, before there was hardcore church planning. Do you remember? I do remember. Pete, this is your life of podcasting. I'd like to take you on a little stroll down memory lane. We did a little campaign. I don't even remember what it was for. But, uh, yeah, we had people on every day. So we did rack up maybe about 15 or 20 of them then, didn't we? Um, I think we did it for a month, so probably 20 to 30. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's kind of a lot, man. Cause, but still, that, that leaves us with like 270 hours that we filled. And <laughs> maybe 10, half, 10 hours after that of their half-hour shirts. That's, that's a lot of talking, man. That's a lot of talking that we've we've tortured people with. Yeah, and you know what the proverb says: where there is a lot of talking, sin is not absent. I don't know if the proverb says that. I'm going to take your word for it, but man, is that true? Yeah, 
It says where there is an abundance of speech. I apologize for not speaking in the Queen's English, my good fellow. Nigel would be so ashamed. But, you know, Pete, it's interesting because we bumped into our friends uh, yesterday, the portable church people, and they wanted us. Yeah, yeah. I, actually, the day before yesterday. And they wanted us to tell you, our listening audience, to get your butt over to portablechurch.com. Dang it. Get over there. You need to learn to pack and unpack your crap that you're setting up for church. And uh, dang it, this is how they wanted us to tell you, by the way, was they wanted us to be, they, they said to us, they said, Peyton, Pete, we listen to your podcast. It's cool that you kind of make fun of our commercials, but you need to give it a bit more authority, like command people to get over there. Like, you know, like tell them like, you will get over to portablechurch.com. They also said you must command like, Thou shalt go to portablechurch.com and buy things. And uh, I told him did, I'd give it a did shot. They seriously say, did they seriously say they listen to the podcast? No, I don't think they've ever heard it. <laughs> no, one Thank of the guys did say, God. He, he did say honestly, he did say, oh, yeah, I, I, uh, uh, somebody told me we were on with you. I, I did, I did listen. Uh, <laughs> But he had a kind of bewildered, bemused look. Like he wasn't really like sure what to say next at that point in the conversation. So I kind of took it from there. He's like, "Yeah, we were looking to get rid of uh, you as a as a media outlet that we utilize." But I guess yeah. we should tell everyone that I'm actually on the road today, and uh, and you have just been awesome at figuring out how to record. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm doing. I mean, it is actually recording, but I had to actually add Skype credit to the uh, to the account, so that was kind of cool. That's a first for me. I mean, hey, I've had this Skype account for only like eight or nine years, so that was kind of cool. That's all Microsoft had to do before they finally made money off of you. <laughs> Just wait eight or nine years. It's kind of like how I make so, money. So I'm on the road right now, and uh, I got to go to this meeting. I'm actually in front of their building. Finally found it. it. Took me forever to find it. And I was like, you know what? There's a there's a McDonald's, and they got a sausage egg McMuffin or whatever they call it. Sausage and egg Mc. What what do they call it again? A sausage egg cheese McMuffin, dude. It's my favorite. You have you have to know it. It's my oh, favorite McDonald's food. I, I, and I was like, okay, I, I am, you know, it's nine in the morning. I am getting me one of those. And then I had this flash go through my head. I don't know if you remember the story, but back when I Love Lucy was on TV, in New York, there would be a massive water pressure decline during the commercials. Because that's when everyone would go to the bathroom was during the commercials of I Love Lucy. And so in New York, you know, people were flushing the toilets and there's a massive water decline. No way. And yeah. And all I could think of was right now, because we have so many listeners, there is a massive run on McDonald's for, you know, sausage, egg, McMuffins. I, I, that's that's what I envision. I envision we have that many listeners. Oh yeah, yeah. I I think we we should probably uh, call McDonald's and uh, tell them that 
call they corporate. Advertise. Yeah, call corporate right now. And uh, that's that's like probably we, go wait. How much does it, how much does it cost to advertise on your podcast? Yeah, give us the next fifty two years. <laughs> this is this is what I like to do to our listeners occasionally. Um, Alexa, order me five sausage egg and cheese McMuffins from McDonald's using Uber Eats now. Ooh, I like it right there. So if, like you're, if you got your Alexa on during this podcast, I'm just saying it's probably not a good idea. We used to do that with Siri when Siri voice it. Remember when you all you had to do is go, hey, Siri. Uh, totally remember. We used to activate totally people, remember. Siri, because this, this is that podcast. There are podcasts out there, church planning podcasts, where they'll have a laugh and a chuckle for a few seconds at the very beginning. They get all serious. This is not that podcast. By the way, some of you probably got picked up this week and you're wondering, um, what is this? Is this a church planning podcast? I heard Peyton speak at Exponential and this is nothing like what he did over there. And <laughs> this is our podcast. This is what we do. We screw around. You know, it's funny, man, because I bump into this guy. Um, we're chatting yesterday. I told him, oh yeah, you know, our podcast, we screw around for the first half hour and he goes, that's good, man. Church planners need that. And you do, because, you know, my first advice to church planners is usually something like this. Don't. That's usually the first thing. Once we get past that, then I tell you, it's going to suck. It's going to be blood, sweat, and tears. Um, but but really, church planning's hard, man. And you got to laugh. You may not want to laugh at us, but you got to relax a little bit. You got to unwind. Your life is really hard. You're usually bivocational. So Pete and I like to just get on here, screw around, let you lighten up a bit. Then we'll get down to the nitty gritty, which I have to be that today. I have to be our soundboard. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. <laughs> Mamma mia, that's a spicy a meatball. <laughs> I'm not only the president, I'm also a client. I make my money the old fashioned way. I got run over by Lexus. <laughs> <laughs> and if all that happens on this podcast is we amuse ourselves, mission accomplished. And at least Pete and I had pretty a good much, time. Pretty much. So, uh, anyways, so, uh, Pete, what's going on in your life, man? What's happened? Smack talk. This, Let's lay it down. This week, this week, I got to pick myself up the Springfield 1911 MC loaded. What? I have no idea what you're talking about. I know you had another baby <laughs> yesterday. You went and went to the gun hospital and picked it up and brought it home, wrapped up in a. I believe in is giving it a she? orphan guns a good home. Was it was it a she? Was it wrapped up in a pink blanket? Or is it my boy? Is it in a blue blanket? Oh no, it's a boy. Oh, okay. It's All a boy. Right. He's he, he's he's green and black. He's green and black. It was funny, I went to this uh this uh thing called Urban Rifle this last weekend and, and Urban Rifle um uh, it's it's not really all training. You you're kind of competing against everyone else there, and there was like 20 people, and um, and so you know it's it's at one of these outdoor ranges, and you got like a, a sniper section. You've got um, you know what I call run and gun, where you got a there's 20 different targets out there, and you got to go shoot them all, and and you're being timed on everything, and I mean, it was, it was really a lot of fun. And, um, it was funny because afterwards, uh, a few of us went to lunch and there's this one guy who I've had him in a lot of different training classes. He's kind of a, 
interesting fellow. Let's just leave it like that. He's an interesting fellow. It's like you can tell the leaders put up with him right. because he's paying them money. But I, you like, I don't know that they would choose to put up with him, right? So he's he's just a, an old hat at this. This is my first time at the the event, and uh, so afterwards we go, you know, we're, we're at lunch, and he's like, oh, you know, what what place did you get? And I'm like, oh, you know, I got seventh place, right? First time I've been at it. I'm okay with that, but at least I know the areas I got to work on, right? So I'm like, yeah, I was seventh place, and he goes, no, you weren't seventh. He goes, I was eight and you were after me. And I go, well, if you mean I was after you, like we're counting from the bottom and not from the top, then yes, I was after you because I was seventh place. (laughs) And he was like so pissed that I was better than him. And I'm like, dude, wait, who is this? Get over it. Just this weird guy, this weird guy who. You know, we were, I, I've been in a lot of training classes with him. Okay. Well, you know what he did is he went and he, he found your Facebook profile, blew up that picture. And now he's shooting targets of you. <laughs> that's what, that's what the crazy guys at the gun range do. No, they don't add, add people like me. They, they I, prefer to do that to like politicians and stuff like that. I, I want my stapler back with a really nice stapler. It was red. <laughs> so uh i got some news let's hear I got it some news so uh uh hbo has game of thrones and amazon's gonna get the lord of the Rings series but netflix my friends is gonna do the chronicles of narnia series whoa whoa what do you mean the chronicles of narnia series i guess it's gonna be a show um I don't I don't know if no it's kidding. Yeah, and they might even be making the next film. So I don't know. I mean, here's here's the weird thing is it the Chronicles of Narnia films when they came out, I don't know if you know this, but they get better as they go. So like the first one's kind of like basic gospel redemption story, right? Um as those go, I I actually have to rephrase that. Um Prince Narnia, not sure I ever completely figured that one out, except there's a bunch of animals jamming around in armor, beating up on humans. And the movie was really boring. Prince Caspian. Yeah, it was, it was pretty boring, but, um, Voyage of the Dawn Treader was just, to me, an incredible book and, uh, had, had some of the best metaphors in it. I think it was Lewis's favorite. Then you got Magician's Nephew, the, the Horse and His Boy, The Last Battle. Um, these are, epic books and i'm a huge lewis fan i think everybody knows that but um you know the space trilogy to me is his best if they did a 1950s or 40s retro sci-fi one um with that where it's like all the nuts and bolts rocket ship like it's this big globe rocket ship with like almost like a deep sea dive window on it that thing's rad and that's what that takes place in but it's like you could tell he wrote it in like the 40s and 50s before we had actually been to the moon and had all the technology, but the thing is rad. That's his best hands down book. But anyways, I'm super excited about this. I'm hoping they do you, well. You know, you know, we haven't actually been to the moon, right? <laughs> well, it is a space station. I mean, the reptilians that live there would kill us. Of course not. It, it was. It was all just a ploy to bankrupt Russia. We never 
actually went to the moon. It was all done on a soundstage in, in Pasadena. There actually was stuff. No, there actually was stuff done on a soundstage that has come out, but that does not mean we did not actually go there. I believe that we actually went. We went. We never went to the moon. We just went to Pasadena. (laughs) That's as far as we've gone. Pasadena. No, I I think we went there, but some of the footage is faked of the uh, moon landing for sure. But I, I believe that there was a legitimate moon landing. But anyways, uh, off of that, um, you know, conspiracy theories abound. I know. But uh, it's why you buy your guns all the time. I get it. These things go together. I keep losing them in the lake. It's a shame. (laughs) So here's here's the deal, right? Um, So they're going to make that. Um, There's also a Pilgrim's Progress film coming out. And I, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about this because it's kind of done in like computer animation, almost like a Pixar film. But I haven't seen the trailer yet. But from looking at it, it doesn't look – it looks a little B quality. Like I'm trying to think of the movie. Like you know when Bugs Life came out and it was rad? And then the movie Ants came out and it was like, okay. You, you know what I'm talking about? Like – nope. It wasn't the nope. same quality. It was okay. Two movies about bugs. One is done really well by, by Pixar. The other one's like, yeah. So I, I'm a little nervous about that, to be honest. Really excited Netflix is doing Lord of the Rings because, I mean, that was a sleeper hit. Disney had no I, idea I how big that was going to be. I have no idea what you're talking about. What do you mean they're doing Lord of the Rings? Oh. Like they already did oh, nine wait, hours of movie. No, no, dude. No. They're so. doing a show? Oh, yeah, dude. They're doing a series on it. That's horrid. I don't know, man. I'm 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 willing to check it out, you know? I think it's because of, of Game of Thrones. Are. Game of Thrones is kind of like it's it's the big deal. So I think they're thinking, hey, you know, we could do like a Game of Thrones type show, which by the way, I am watching, but I'm watching it on Angelvid. I think I've mentioned this before. It takes all the nudity out. So there are scenes, man, where I have no clue just what went on because a whole scene is like naked people talking. And, uh, but it's okay. I'm, I'm digging the show. I don't think I miss anything that happens while people are naked. I think I pieced the rest together, but, uh, people are like, what is the show? Like five minutes? There's, uh, yeah, but it's, it's good, man. So I, I think it could be a good thing. Yeah. All right. I'll take your word for it. So uh, we saw each other face to face. That was cool. And, uh, we walked around and, Nobody recognized us as like famous people until we spoke. Oh no, they did. They did me when I was walking solo. That's what you said, and I so think you're lying. No, they did. Kirk Overstreet, man, he <laughs> called me over. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't count though if they already know you. But they know me because of the podcast. I think it does count. I did have an Andy Warhol I'll- fifteen minutes of fame moment. I did. And that was when I was, oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, it happened twice, but one time it was kind of cool. I walked into this uh, group of people. I knew someone in the midst of it and somebody goes, Hey, he goes, are you the multiply guy? <laughs> so if you, if you know, know anything, the, well, so, mean? so the multiply was the former name of what's now known as the sin network training for North American mission board. So every church planner in North America who's a Southern Baptist or has come into it, 
um, goes through that training. And I have 12 training videos in the uh, training. And they're about 10 minutes each. And they're fun. We have a Star Wars one. Have you ever seen these, Pete? Nope. So we do nope. a Vision one where I'm in the Millennium Falcon. Um, we do another one where I'm in the cockpit of a plane. Do another one where uh, I'm in a cubicle with like tape around glasses with a tie and I'm falling asleep because it's super boring. And then we got, we have a Lord of the Rings one. That one's pretty funny. Um, we've got all these rad training videos and they were, they were done thematically um, based on whatever competency we want to train the church planners. This guy recognized me and it was funny because when he said it and I go, yeah, the entire group of people lit up. So they were obviously all Southern Baptists. And they got all excited. There were a bunch of church planners and they're like, dude, I'm the, you know, and it, it was kind of cool. I got mobbed for a minute. It was kind of neat. That's nice. I, I would like to have heard you were mobbed because of our, our wonderful podcast that we've been doing for five years. No, it doesn't. Not some happen. little videos you did for one little denomination. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no. Um, just, you know, it, it, it's all I need now. I, I had my Andy Warhol 15 minutes. I can, I can close out, close up shop now and go home. Cool. Well, we should actually get into our topic because I got to leave in ten minutes. Uh, ten minutes. Yep. You don't have till ten. Nope. Oh. Okay. Well, ten minutes it is. That wow. This short smack talk and short episode. This is our half hour episode. Well, we could have had longer smack talk if you figured out the Skype thing. Hey, longer <laughs> smack talk? That, I want longer time talking about church planning. What are you talking about? The smack I know, talk but I want to focus on what's. In, I want to focus on what's important. Smack <laughs> talk. <laughs> it's the only thing that keeps Pete hanging on. So here's the deal. Um, okay, uh, great Scott. It's time for this week's topic. That was weak. Let's get down to the Let's get down to the nitty gritty. Okay, yeah, you can have that one. <laughs> so Okay, so today's topic is um how to minister to homeless people. Um I, I want to talk about that because um it came up, someone said, Hey, because I spoke at Talbot School of Theology last night, and they basically were asking which I think is your alma mater, right? Isn't that connected to Biola? Not well, it is now, but yeah. So, but I didn't go to Talbot. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, you know, but, you know, same football games. Yeah, yeah. Same cheerleaders, same, same popcorn, hot dogs, I guess. Um, you know, same so really bad cafeteria food. Yep. Yeah. Well, I you was hoping it. to stimulate some of your school spirit, but here's the deal. Um, so I, this guy asked a question. He said, Hey, um, and you'll remember this, Pete, where he said, Hey, you know, you mentioned that you reach a, a bunch of down and outs. He goes, we have a homeless person in our church. And I thought that was funny. Like, we have one. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Every church should totally get a homeless person. But he was like, hey, our church It's the token one. homeless person. <laughs> but the, normally there is, though, right? Like, I wonder if they're like, hey, man, this is my beat. You know, like, they mean another homeless. This is my corner. Get out of here. This is my church, you know. And uh, he said, but what happened was the homeless person – um started asking people for money and he goes, it wasn't that they asked people for money. It was that he asked person for money and it was the wrong person. He's like, he picked the, the preppiest person, you know, the, the most Martha Stewart Christian in the congregation and asked for money. And it really upset the, 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 the Martha Stewart Christian and, uh, caused, caused us so we had to talk to him and yada, yada. And I said, you know, that, that is actually, I go, I'm really glad you asked that because, 
we had a uh, kind of a rule, and that was, and we established this on our leadership, that only one person gave money out, and that was me. So when when you came to our church, and I'm not saying that no one ever got asked. People did. Occasionally people got asked for money, but they'd have to know the rule. Um, and people, I'm sure, gave money outside of that rule. And I don't, I personally, I don't care, right? But we had a rule, and this was the rule. Um, we would say, um, look, when you come here, everybody was kind of trained to say, hey, uh, go talk to the pastor. And that was a really easy way. And, and, you know, if they, if someone told me, hey, so and so was asking for money, that's usually how it happened is they wouldn't be sent to me. Someone would bring him to me. And I'd say, oh, hey, thanks for, but you know what? Hey, man, we, we, you're not allowed to ask for money here to anyone except for me. So we didn't say you couldn't ask for money. What we said was you couldn't ask for money to anyone but the pastor. And my rule was always first time. I automatically give you 20 bucks. I don't care what your story is. I don't care if you're lying to me. I don't care what it is. I got 20 bucks in my pocket. It's yours, right? So that was it. Then after that, it was a case-by-case basis. And what I tell people is, look, if you're in trouble, come see me and I'll listen to you. After that, I needed everything validated. Like I said, first time was a freebie, 20 bucks, right? Now, if that got around Long Beach, we would have been mobbed by thousands of homeless people. But that was the unspoken rule. Nobody knew that except for my team. That was 20 bucks out, boom. Um, but after that, it had to be, um, you know, and I would just tell them, you, you can't ask anyone else for money. And if you did that, I'd come back and talk to you and say, hey, you know, um, look, I did tell you you're not allowed to ask people for money. If people don't want to come here and, you know, uh, be asked for money all the time. So yada, yada, yada. And um, and that was kind of our, our basic rule. That was one thing that we dealt with. That was one way to kind of help out with that. Now, we had, I don't know if you remember, Pete, we had a clothes, like we had a table that had clothes and shoes and socks, um, sometimes clean underwear. <laughs> We didn't have a laundry truck. We wanted one. We wanted one of those trucks that pulls up with washing machines and dryers in it. So homeless people get, we just didn't have that kind of funding. But that was something we wanted. We wanted to, hey, you come here, you come to church, you get um, breakfast, you um, get some laundry. If, if you, if you need help, if you need, if you need me to talk to a PO for you, if you need me to, um, you know, talk to your social worker if you need something, if you need a phone number for someone to call, um, you know, you need a reference for trying to get a job, yada, yada, yada. And that was the kind of stuff we did. You remember all that, Pete? I don't remember the uh, table with the clothes. I remember we had plenty of tables with food from, you know, day old from the grocery stores and stuff like that. That I remember. Yeah. Because people would bring like shopping carts and come load up. Yeah, the clothes table and things like that, that was actually when we were at the school. And then the Trader Joe's stuff, that happened. And what was cool about the Trader Joe's table was that um, Trader Joe's gives stuff to charity. So uh, any of any supermarket pretty much does. But um, I know Trader Joe's is really good. If you're a nonprofit and you have a ministry to feed people, they would allow you. Uh, they would drop off pallets of food. And so we had a guy... Um, guy named uh big mike who would go and pick up um in his truck and he actually he's it started off he didn't go to our church he actually would just drop it off and then go to the mothership 
And eventually he started coming to the church because he was like, man, this is awesome. The way you guys interact with people. And, you know, if you were in our church and you were homeless, you were a part of the family. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like you were, oh, hey, you know, this is the homeless church where homeless people go to get ministered to. It was, I remember starting off one Sunday morning saying, um, and this changed everything for the homeless people in our church. I, I just said, Hey guys, we're, uh, we're about to, to worship a homeless man. His name was Jesus. And he had no place to lay his head. And, um, he needed others to take care of his needs, which is in Luke eight. If you go to Luke eight and it talks about the fact that, um, King Herod's business manager, um, his wife was one of the women that looked after Jesus and it says paid for his ministry out of her resources. That's in Luke chapter eight. So, you know, the, the fact is when I shared, Hey, Jesus was homeless. And by the way, not having a home or a place to lay your head is not a sign of a, a second class citizen. Jesus was homeless and you could see here all the homeless people going, Amen, Amen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it, it just kind of changed. I think it really welcomed. Like, there's no higher standard than to point to Jesus and say he was homeless. And I said, look, it just means you don't have a home. Like, right now, technically, I got a trailer, but I'm homeless. You know what I'm saying? I don't I, I don't have a house that I live in. I don't have an apartment that I live in. I have a trailer. And uh, I've been displaced for a year. That doesn't make me a second-class citizen. So one of the things that we really worked hard to do with our people was to have them understand that if you were there, you were not our ministry. You were you were part of the family. You were our brothers and sisters. And taking James passage where he said, you know, don't treat people differently based on their socioeconomic status. Don't say, oh, here you brother, sit next sit at my feet. And you hear he goes, that's just crap. You know, none, none of that matters. You treat a homeless person like like someone made in God's image. And um and and what was kind of cool about that, you know, we changed our language from, you know, people come and say, hey, you feed the homeless. And we'd say, no, we uh, we eat breakfast together as a community or we eat breakfast together as a family because everybody's got to eat, you know. So people would come to church and that's the first thing we do was eat, which is pretty first century. So, uh yeah, I mean, it was any 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 memories, any recollections, Pete, on this stuff, or no? I mean, not a lot. I, I would just say that we had, you know, probably a good twenty to thirty percent of people were homeless, and um, and I think the reason why they came was definitely for the breakfast at first, right? I mean that that was that was without a doubt the reason why a lot of people were showing up. Mm. You're, you're, you're giving me food. Right. So, you know, it just kind of goes back to that whole addressing people's uh, felt needs, I guess, as they call it. And that kind of gives you an invitation to, to talk to them about their spiritual needs. Um, Cause I mean, that's the reason why they showed up. Yeah. That was totally the reason why people showed up was for breakfast. It certainly was the reason why I showed up. Right. No, I, I mean, the, uh, remember when they would make those, those sausage McMuffins there? Oh my gosh, dude. I was like, this is the greatest meal ever. It was good only to be rivaled by the time you went and picked up 65 of them 
at McDonald's and they must have been working so fast because when you brought them, they were hot and fresh and I'd never tasted them that good before. Like, it, it, well, there was, it was 60 of them. I wasn't 65. Don't give me credit where credit's not due. And what it was is I was hungry and there was no breakfast that morning. And I was like, well, I can't go get food for just me. Yeah. So there was that's the, why I went and got them. They were, those they times, were about ready to close it down. Those it, was, it was like were, at the time when they closed down. Yeah, I was going to say, those times are really rare. And oh, I know, now it's breakfast all day. Those times are really rare, though. I, I think that only happened maybe twice where we didn't. People loved cooking breakfast. We It was so rad because we were fortunate. Like, you know, like you would think like after a while, like cooking breakfast, like, oh, man, it's our week to cook breakfast. Our church has always been rad about that. Like, people do the barbecue with a joyful heart. There's just something about when someone has that gift of hospitality. The gift of hospitality is not for home studies. So you bake brownies and feed Christians. The gift of hospitality is an evangelistic gift. And you just find certain people have it and they love doing it. And if you know that, like, there's someone who's really needy, and by the way, when we started doing the full-blown breakfast, it was because we were in the school. And there were poor people that were not homeless. But, you know, some of the families in our neighborhood, that's what the principal, when we asked her, what can we do? She said, you know, you can you can cook. We serve breakfast to the kids. You can at least provide one day on the weekend where you could do breakfast. If you could do that, that would make me sleep easier at night when I'm thinking these kids don't have uh, breakfast two mornings of the week because we're not there providing it for them. Now I know it's only one. And um, that was pretty rad. The other thing yeah. is when you – do you still got a couple minutes? You got to go right now. I got, I'll give you 60 seconds. All right. No. The other thing, guys, is that you also have um, a lot of mentally ill people that will turn up. and There's a reason often that people are homeless, sometimes because they were – uh, committed a sex crime could be that they're mentally ill. And what will happen is you are, um, you have to be really straight with people and you have to be gentle with the mentally ill. They can be like freaking out and just come up. You got to speak to them calm, reassuringly. And you have to say, are you, this is always the question you ask. Are, are you on any medications? And that, that's usually the best. And I've to this day never had a homeless, uh, mentally ill person get angry. They usually look at you kind of funny and go, well, yes, I am. And, or, and I, and then the next question is, when was the last time you took your medications? And you just have to say it really nice, you know, really gentle and soothing. Like I'm on your team. I'm here for you. And they might say, I haven't taken it for two months. And you say, yeah, okay. That's what I thought. You know, you're, you're, you seem a little anxious right now, you know? And then they're like, well, I have anxiety disorder and, you know, yada, yada. I know this is a long 60 seconds. And we cover a lot of this on our mental illness series that we did. But that's just something you got to know. When, you, when, you, when you're interacting with the homeless, you never believe the first story you hear. Almost always the first story is the story told to get something or get somewhere or just to have you let them hang around a bit to, to gain compassion. Usually the first story is not the real story. We had to train our team in that. Number two... Um, if there's mental illness, just be gentle. You'll never go wrong being gentle with them, right? Being gentle and soothing and compassionate. And of course, you'll feel better. Don't freak out. Don't, you know, if they start yelling, you still talk to them calmly. Hey, hey, look, I'm on your team. You know, you say things like that. 
hey, could, and, and usually you say something like, hey, you want to come over here and talk about it? Look, my name's Peyton. I'd love to talk to you. Come on, let's take a walk. And, and that helps diffuse and it gets them, if they're there and they're surrounded by a bunch of people, that's anxiety. That's creating anxiety. It's an anxious environment. Mm. They just freaked out. So you very soothingly, these are all things I learned as a psych nurse and it works. I mean, it works. You remember when the guy stood up and, uh, he said, talked about how he's going to run for governor and he interrupted the service. And that's why if you vote for me, do you remember that? No, I don't. Yeah, he was like a 20 something year old kid and bless his heart, man. I love that kid. And he did get, he, w- he never forgot because he'd started coming back. He never forgot that I took him aside. I just said, Hey, let's talk, man. Come, come on over here. I want to talk with you and had that exact speech that I just laid out with you. And, uh, and he never forgot that when he was going schizophrenic and manic that I was there for him and, uh, was, was there to help him. And when I told him, wow. it was like, he was like, Oh, I am. I'm like, yeah, man. Um, I think you're actually getting a little delusional right now. And he's like, Oh, I've been delusional in a long time. <laughs> like, yeah. So anyways, wow. Well, hey, that's, that's a crash course because we, hey, we're men on the move. We had exponential this week and, uh, Pete's doing something. I don't know what going to court, picking up a new gun, something like that. <laughs> so. Uh, anyways, Pete, with all this ministering to homeless people, how do you do your church finances? You were our treasurer for a while. Well, Peyton, I'm so glad you asked. The only way you can really do it efficiently, quickly, save your life, not go to jail is with SimplifyChurch.com. SimplifyChurch.com? That's amazing. What do they do, SimplifyChurch.com. <laughs> SimplifyChurch.com. Josh. That's amazing. What How many times can we say Simplify Church in a commercial? <laughs> SimplifyChurch.com. Simplify Church. That's Simplify Church. SimplifyChurch.com. That's a record right there. All right. Well, guys, head on over there. Check out everything you need to do your bankroll, your your taxes, your um, IRS compliance, your uh, bookkeeping, you know, offer tracking donors, yada, yada, yada. And uh, they'll help you out. Ask for Josh, like Pete said. And this has been. The Church Planner Podcast with Peyton Jones and Pete Mitchell reminding you, if you want to reach the ones no one's reaching, you need to go where nobody's going and do what nobody's doing. Thanks for joining us for another weekly episode of the Church Planner Podcast with Pete Mitchell and Peyton Jones. We'd love to hear your comments on this episode of the Church Planner Podcast. Visit us online and let us know what you thought at churchplannerpodcast.com. If you subscribe to us via iTunes and have enjoyed the podcast, leave us a positive review. The more positive reviews we receive in iTunes, the more iTunes will promote us to other church planners who would benefit from this show. This podcast is brought to you by the Church Planner Magazine, which is available in the iTunes newsstand or online via churchplannermagazine.com. Church